on. I like beer cause it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you drink. I drink beer when I am sad, cause the beer it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And stop! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer! What's going on? Oh my goodness. Well, we're coming to you on the last Friday of March. Woo! Um, in turn, my mom's birthday. <laughs> oh, uh, hopefully you remembered. I did. Okay, good. Good, good. We discussed that. Not a good thing to forget. Um, <laughs> no, never a good thing. To no, forget. yeah. Well, you know, I live dangerously sometimes. <laughs> no, the worst part is he just pretended like it never happened. Never happened. Don't you have a birthday coming up soon, Mom? <laughs> I um, mean, that's probably the way. Hey, you go. hey, hey! If you want to make fun of Mike and his birthday remembrance, hit us up at mikeisadrinkatgmail.com. Uh, yeah, please don't follow up on that one. Of all the ones to ignore, that's the one. <laughs> so, um, That'll be the we, one that everybody responds to. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have, we do have a couple shout-outs that we need to uh, cover. Our man, Meta Psycho Stick. Yes, thank you guys. We appreciate you. Um, Sump for actually reacting yeah, to our shit. Yeah, yeah. O'Neal, <laughs> he's funny. He actually. <coughs> He got interviewed, and I read an article about him. I'll try to find it. He a smart fucking dude, man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But he was talking about how he feels like the the term band or the band concept is now changing. Like, right? You've got to be multifaceted. Um, it was it was a good read. But anyways, uh, let's see what else. Oh. Oh. Hey, big news. Big news. Big news. We now have two Patronuses. Patron A. Patron I. Patron. Patron. Us. Uh? I don't know. We got two of them Harry Potter things. <laughs> Expecto Patronuses. Um, so, shout out again to the OG there. And then our second, our second Patronus, even though I know that's not the word. It's, it is that's now. That's what you are from now on, your Patronuses. <laughs> the Little Witch in the Woods. We're going to give you a major shout out as well. We definitely appreciate you. You've been sending us messages. I don't even. One of the first. One yeah, of the originals. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely our first comment ever on Podbean. Mm. And I remember Tom and I going, uh, what the hell do we do with this? <laughs> oh, boy. Anybody know how to respond? Um, we did once, and I think we got a, it was in a, by accident. So we apologize in advance. We, <laughs> I'm lucky I can get this thing to record. We obviously know I can't get it to save sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Which I've been doing good, though. That's real wood here at the Mike yeah. has a Drink World Headquarters Bar. No artificial shit here. Um, we're all natural. <laughs> so, the, other, the next shout-out uh, goes out to the IT guy. 
in the thick of baseball season, hour two games in. He's made one varsity appearance. All right, all um, right. But JV wise, he's playing so well that he's going to be pushing for more varsity time right. soon. Um, last night, in the, in his in the JV game, he made a couple of nice plays in the field. He's playing shortstop. It's a little out of position for him. He should be on second uh, until he gets a little bit bigger. And then, yeah, he can play short, no worries. But he just doesn't quite have the arm yet. He needs to hit the weights. But he uh, was one for two, batting. Right. Had the only hit and drove in the only run. The kid got walked nice. in front of him, and he hit a nice little line drive over the uh, over second base. So Had a boy IT guy. Yeah, so that was that. Um I'm not sure who else we need to shout out. Uh, we did get an email from Jane later in the week. Oh. I, I didn't share it mainly because I was afraid to do much on my phone these last few days. So. Uh, yes, the Mike has a drink world headquarters was out of power for five days. Yes, five after days. So to answer your question, Jane, yes. Parts of Pennsylvania definitely had some bad storms. And unfortunately... It was right where my house is. I live a block away from Tom, and his power, like, flickered. Yeah. And mine was off for five days because I've got some woods in my backyard, <coughs> and they took down a, a line that no one knew. But anywho, we've survived. Um, it was, it, you know, it was kind of therapeutic. Going over to the refrigerator and freezer and holding, having the IT guy hold a bag as I threw out all the food, man. <laughs> it was a little bit therapeutic because I was like, oh, well, I probably would have never ate that anyways. Um, but at the same time, it was painful too. But it is what it is. Tom, Tom uh, definitely saved... Uh, Shaggy and I from uh, st starving to death. He came over and dropped off some necessary supplies to help us get through with some ice in the cooler, and so it, it, it gave it gave Shaggy and I the courage to carry on and live an extra two days Amish. We're we're <laughs> about to break. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it, we're family. I'm uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, so, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, she asked, Jane also said, how did Mike and Tom actually become friends? I know that they met each other in the parking lot between the two houses. And a Mike shared said, driveway, but yes. Do you want to have a beer? And, and that was when they, Tom realized that Mike was cool. That's... Like, no, seriously, that's it. That's yeah, when that's all it took. we became... See, that's because man friendships are way less complicated than lady friendships. Like, that would have been, like, the beginning of the vet process for a woman, and then you would have had to hang out, like, ten more times to decide whether or not you were you, see, actually cool listen, enough to hang out listen, with each other. Then I'm telling you, the girls just need to get a little bit more efficient. <laughs> you, you are not wrong by because any means. 
Because look, I I can look across the shared driveway uh -huh. and, and size someone up and decide in about 15 seconds if I'm going to go, hey, what's up, and walk in my house. Or, you know, you want a beer? It takes, it takes a guy 15 seconds to know if he's hanging out with you. Yep. Well, let's be fair, though. You guys get to... Not to say that you don't have to put on a face, because men certainly do, yeah, but your face gets to be a little different than the face that a lady puts on. So you never know which face you're going to get of a lady's to find her real one. That's why it takes longer. Like, you know, you don't know if this lady's going to be competition or if you and her are going to be on the same side because you hate the same bitches. Why can't you just like them as a person? And accept them as who they are. Uh, who the hell does that, Mike? Because we were taught we have to compete against other women by the society we were raised in. Let's be real. Man, I didn't realize it was so cutthroat for a witch. <laughs> I think I'm going to take my application back. No, nah, witches are cool. That That's just, you know, some of the other women I've met in life. Uh, okay. Witches are all, hey, you want to join our group? Here's some herbs, here's some crystals. Wanna go talk to the swamp grass and see what pops up? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna- That's, a, sure, that's <laughs> a surefire way to get Tom to come friends with you. Yeah, I got this yeah, herb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so anyways. Tom has had a couple beers tonight. I finished a little jar of moonshine. Well, store-bought moonshine, yeah, not, not real, real moonshine. moonshine. Was, this was only like 50% or something. Um, but still, nonetheless, it is what it is. So, tonight, <laughs> Tom and I, thanks to Pinterest, <laughs> because, well, okay, I guess we need the backstory, right? Tom was like, yeah, let's run to the liquor store. Let's, what are we drinking tonight? And I said, dude, I have no idea. Yeah, we should probably go. So, um, Dare sent in this drink, and we were going to give it a shot, Dare, um, but at the last minute, I chickened out, dude, because it's vodka, Everclear, which is grain alcohol, mm -hmm. uh -huh. and then I can't remember if it was orange or pineapple juice. But that actually sounds really good. It's, it, well, I, I'm sure it is, uh, <laughs> but... I, I flashed back to when I was in college and one of my fraternity brothers had a ski cabin up in Seven Springs. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So we went up there for a weekend. They were all drinking beer. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I feel like drinking beer. And he goes, my dad's got a liquor cabin. I go, you know, I said, all right. Walked over, saw this bottle, pulled it up, started drinking it. Thought it was vodka. I kept complaining. Holy shit, this vodka, is this vodka old? <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it was Everclear. Oh. I drank two glasses of it. And next thing I remember, it was fucking Sunday and it was time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I was skiing. I tried snowboarding. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I lived my best life and don't even remember it. 
so sorry there. But one of these days I will face my demon and we'll do it. So Tom and I are like, what's this taste? Have you ever had this? Have you ever had brandy? I said, no, I don't think I've ever had brandy, but I don't think the alcohol content's very high in it. And he goes, well, let me go check. And he comes back and he's like, yeah, no. It's like, it's only like 30%. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not allowed in the house. Um, so then we're looking at vodka, and then we were looking at some whiskey, and then and then we froze in front of the Johnny Walker blue, blue label. Yeah. Holy bejeebus. Okay, wait, before you think we're boozy, that's not what we're drinking tonight. <laughs> okay. But it was, it was almost 300 bucks. And I said, one of these days, Tom, we're going to get this. If our Patreones, yeah. you know, when our Patreones get us up here. Yeah, if we get a couple more, well, we're going to need a lot of them. But anyway, we're getting there slowly. Um, so we're looking on the internet. We're watching a couple videos, not really finding anything. So the vanilla vodka was on sale. So I said, all right, well, let me go to Pinterest. It never lets me down. Pulled up my Pinterest. And the only reason I have Pinterest is to learn how to make dad food. <laughs> Pinterest is awesome. You can learn anything on Pinterest. I'm about to tell you. Dad food, mixed drinks, and bootleg beer recipes. That's the only reason I have Pinterest. Okay. And every now and then... I want, like, I feel like making something, doing a woodworking project or something, and I go to Pinterest just to see a picture. I don't use instructions. I just see the picture and build it. But anyways, so tonight we are drinking vanilla vodka and sheepdog peanut butter whiskey. Oh, uh, I don't remember what Pinterest said it was supposed to taste like, but it had a lot of stars. So I'm hoping that they're experienced. I mean, we're going to give it a go. I'm hoping they're experienced drinkers and they aren't fucking high school kids that don't know what they're talking about. Drink anything. Okay. Um, well, I know a lot of people who like the peanut butter whiskey by itself. So we do. We definitely do. Mm -hmm. I've never drank it, so I don't know. No, we've never had the Sheepdog brand. I think it's what it's called. It was Sheepdog, yep. It's It was on sale. Okay. So we're going to give it a shot because it was half half the price of the OG Screwball. <laughs> right. Okay. We're like, we're mixing it anyways. Let's fucking see what happens. So. Cheap Shit Express. Yep. So we're not really sure what we're going to call this yet. We'll let you know. Oh, by the way, we are... We're, we're using our Tower of Terror. <laughs> so Tom and I, we mixed this up. Right now we're at 32 ounces of peanut butter vanilla, vanilla name to come. So I'm going to hit the top, fill up the little witch's cup. Now we know some of you say... Said that the witch is fucking funny when she's drunk. You gotta get her drunk more. Um, the witch... The witch... Nine times out of ten drives herself. So yeah. we, we do not condone that. 
And and also, the more she drinks, the more likely we are to get hexed. No. I mean, I'll joke about hexing you. Yeah, well, you I'm know drunk, what? It smells um The difference between a joke and an actual hex is a fine line, which... And she uses this as a jumper. We, we promised we'd never talk about that. It smells pretty good. I mean, it doesn't smell bad. It passes the smell test. It's further than some of the stuff we've drank here. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fucking good. Uh, you know, I'm not mad at it. That's good. And I think, that, I think that had we bought better versions of the vodka and went with the screwball... <coughs> Insert Hudson in the house. <laughs> if we would have went with the, the here, try this. <coughs> Just a little bit for you. You're young. <coughs> drink it. Just drink it. You're only allowed to have a little. It is really all right, put your put your put your little shot glass in the sink. You're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You got, you got titties in the sink, not serving your customer. This is yeah. bullshit. You're cut off, dude. You're already speaking cursive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what he's speaking. He's freaking. What's that? What are they speaking? Harry Potter? Parsley tongue? Parsley tongue. Yeah. Parsley? He's speaking parsley <laughs> tongue. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, for those of you that may not be able to tell, Tom has never seen Harry Potter or read Harry Potter. Yeah, you aren't nerdy enough for that. I'm, I'm sorry, I mean that lovingly. And, yeah, no. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing against it. Yeah. I've read them all. They're... I haven't read them, but I've watched all the movies. You know, here's my thought on the, on, on any book, right? If, if it's a book that a young, not young, but an age-appropriate kid will pick up and read the book and ask for book two, then that book's doing its job, right? It's creating, like, a thirst of knowledge. Um, do you know the best way to do that? Association with them. One of the characters. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Read as you're reading, seeing something that one of the characters does. It's like, oh man, I've done that. Or, I know. Well, that's why I think I liked Harry Potter so much because like Canadian magic. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I used to be. Like, they did not invent magic, but they invented David Blaine. Right. So, so we made it better. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was. I, I did have a three-year run <coughs> as keeper for the Canadian Quidditch team. It was only three years. I uh, unfortunately did have an accident where I ran into one of the goals on my broom. And that was it. Mike hasn't beat the same since. No, no. Now I have like double vision and lost some peripherals, so I had to retire. But that's all right. I still hope that I can make it into the Quidditch Hall of Fame at some point. I mean, your stats were pretty bomb. Yeah, so. they were. I mean, I was I was like 116 and four. That's a pretty good record. <laughs> Uh, you were like um, the, I'm going to say, yeah, I don't know. 
Hey, but that's what I was. You're right, right. Yeah. A thousand percent right. So anyway. Oh, so, the Martin Brodeur of yeah, the Quidditch I was. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And every now and then I'd have to go show, pull the Gretzky and make the save, fly all down, dodge everybody. That's right. Take it coast to coast. Yeah. And Start doing uh, twirls on my broom going upside down so they didn't know where I was going to shoot from. The technical term for that is 360s. Yeah. Or loop-de-loop, depending on what part of the country you're in. No, loop-de-loop would be going like this. Oh, you're right. Not... Right. I was corkscrewing. There it is. <laughs> and then I would... Um, what you guys can't see is that Mike and Tom were literally corkscrewing through yeah. the air with their fingers. So anyways, <laughs> peanut butter, vanilla vodka. Whew. It's a winner. It, it's it's definitely going to make a, re, uh, a resurgence. Yeah, we, we may drink both of these tonight. You know, when Mike was mixing these up in the uh, Tower of Terror, he dumped about half of each fifth into it. And then he sets them down, then he looks at me and goes, who the fuck are we kidding? Goes to dump the rest of them in, and he's like, although that is a fifth each, I don't know. We'll keep them handy. Yeah, we'll keep them on ice. Keep them on ice. Yeah, you can't big boy sip it no, it right off the it, bat. It you gotta, a, you gotta ease into it. It does have it. a bite, on, but that's because I think we use the cheap stuff. Um, anywho, although drinking out of these crystal glasses, I feel we should be drinking out of a decanter instead of a Tower of Terror. Yeah, but the Tower of Terror is pretty damn cool. Tower of Terror is pretty cool. I'll, so, I'll, I'll have to take a picture to post. Um, so. This week, like a lot of the other, other weeks, we get our best ideas from watching Netflix. So, this show came out a little while ago. Uh, about, what, about a month, maybe, six weeks, I don't know. Yeah, so it's irrelevant. Um, <coughs> In which, when, when watching this... Uh, before seeing the whole way through the miniseries, you know, it's a docu-series. Yeah, it's a three-part. Was, we should do an episode on Elisa Lamb. Right. But then as getting towards the end of the documentary, it's like... Yeah, okay, start they, talking about other shit and you're like, oh no, there's more. There's more to this. There's more to this. So, does anybody remember what the Netflix series was called? The um, Cecil Hotel, the disappearance at the Cecil. Yeah, um, true crime. Yeah, I think so. <coughs> Anyways, it's check it out. It's pretty good. It'll probably do a better justice than we will, but that's why you guys like us. Oh, so I'm gonna do Waco one of these weeks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we could do that one. Uh, specifically because Netflix dropped a new series. Well, not only that, but that's probably not far from. It's about a four-hour drive yeah. from where I grew up. Yeah. So that was like real, and that was when I was living down there. So that yeah. was like real shit. Like, yeah, real-time stuff. Like everybody was, like it used to be, streetlights come on, that's when you know it's time to go home. Now, if you're not in your bed by the time streetlights come on, you were getting your ass torn up just because it raised so much awareness of... <coughs> Yeah. yeah, anyways, we'll touch on yeah. that all later. So, we're going to talk about one of the most notorious landmarks in Los Angeles. 
No, we don't mean the Hollywood sign that no. somebody hilariously changes to Hollyweed every yeah, few years. And, and we don't mean the Lakers. Um, or the Rams? Are they still in LA? They just got back. They don't fucking count. That's not a football. Oh, what about the Angels? That's not. They're not in LA. Oh, they're not. They're in Anaheim. They have oh, the Dodgers. That's okay. See, they used to have the Raiders. They used to, but now mm-hmm. Vegas has the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's not a football town, but they keep sticking wow. football teams in there. Um, with their major college stadium cracking in half right on top of the San Andreas Fault. Yeah. yeah I mean, <clears> you know, hey. Smart people. So, anyways, the Cecil Hotel. <coughs> the Cecil Hotel is located in the heart of the city's downtown. <coughs> right? They built, they built it in the 20s, and I know Tom has done some research into the construction part, so he'll talk a little bit on that. But it, it basically was built as a playground yeah i mean it was it it's a big back then it's a big building 14 floors it still is by today's standards it's 700 it was a 700 room yeah even by today's standards that's fucking monstrous yeah that's pretty big um but it was kind of built to it's built like near the transportation stops, so it's built for like it was. It was built to be built. a hub. Yeah, that's how, That's the word I'm looking for. Um, do you want to talk about them building it, or do you? Um, actually, I do have a few interesting facts about that. I just can't remember where I wrote that. Well, the- oh, okay, there it is. Okay, so William Banks Hanner spent one million and nineteen. 19- 24 to 27 to complete this. Mm-hmm. So I did the research, and 1 million in 1927 is worth 16.289 mil, but had the buying power of 68.29 bill. Ooh, wow. That's a ton of money by that standard. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Mike and I were actually talking about this earlier with. It's surprising that they broke ground in 1924 and completed it in 27 yeah. for as grand and as, you know... Um, Just a big, how big of a project. Yeah, because yeah, the entire solid marble interior of the lobby. Yeah, but labor standards were different at that point in time. Yes, right? no, but the quality was still standard. But no, the, that, the quality was good, but I mean like... Yeah, there were no you, labor unions. And, there were no unions. Yeah, you I mean, could have child laborers. Like, so you could work around the clock. Paying them a nickel a week. But, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. And they took pride but in their work. Still a pro- it's still a project. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately for them, <laughs> it's only open for a very short time. Well, for two years, it was, it was, it was the spot. Boom. And then two years after it opens, the Great Depression happens. <coughs> And we I, we talked about that a little bit before. Everybody starts losing their jobs. People are losing their houses. <laughs> the city of L.A. pretty much designated an area a block away from the Cecil Hotel is where they were going to put their quote-unquote desi- undesirables. undesirables. Skid Row. Skid yes, Row. Skid Row ended up taking over the entire block, not right. just the... Right, little now, section that was. They say now, it's in the heart of Skid Row, you know, 
Like, it's, dang- it's dangerous. People come in from wherever, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go walk down the street, and you're walking through Skid Row. Like, yeah, nothing that's... good happens there. <laughs> right? No. Um, so, it earns the reputation of being a haven for drug addicts, sex workers, serial killers. Well, before we get to the... Oh, I'm not going to talk about... Okay. I'm just hyping it up. Hyping gotcha, it up. Gotcha, gotcha. And just the down and out people in LA, right? And in years since, there's been a lot of spooky shit that's happened there. A lot of shit. It's fun. It's actually named Los Angeles' most haunted hotel. It is. And um, I, I've heard that there are various times where they do let people come and explore. Yeah. Well, see, what it is is. Uh, this is actually the very last thing I've written down for my note. But New York developers bought it, and I couldn't find an exact year. And they signed a 99-year lease on the property and started completely gutting it. So even going through it now, I think yeah, the, the feeling would be off. I, feel I, mean, like, I think, I think it, you still as, get shit, but like, yeah. Yeah, as evil as be. that place was, yeah. I, I think... It would be so much less for an empath to walk through. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if you would have went through it in the early two thousands. Yeah. Before specifically before the rebranding. Yeah. Yep. It would have been scary <laughs> as hell. So. Okay, that's okay. Thank you, Siri. Um, so then, in the nineteen thirties, alone, six confirmed suicides. Right. Yeah, just it becomes a haven for it. And on the Netflix series, which I mentioned this to Tom earlier, if you watch it, they have the manager that was... Yeah. The person that was the manager at the time of this, uh, the lamb incident. And um, she, someone said, you know, during the interview, has, has a lot of people died here. And she said, during my time as manager, there's been at least 80. There have been 16 reported confirmed murders. Correct. Or sketchy looking suicides. No, those are just the confirmed uh, murders. Okay. There are, I didn't get, it didn't, I was lazy. I was late on my homework. The article. I probably have it somewhere. The article didn't mention specifics. And I didn't go find another article to find out because. Okay, that's fair. I was rushed. So one of the things that I wanted to look at. Is just pull up some like weird facts, not necessarily weird facts, but like nine, nine little bullet points, right? So you ever hear of Elizabeth Short? She was a famous actress. Was she? Uh, no, was no, she person? became famous at no, she because she was actually well, I know, but her demise uh, made her famous. Yeah. She was known as the Black Dahlia. Which is one of the most notoriously unsolved cases in... Right. And uh, I'm not really into their music, but a fairly decent band. Okay. The Black Dahlia Murder. Okay. So, it's rumored that on the night that she was murdered, she was at the Cecil Hotel. She was a gay. She had registered for a night at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Um, 
And if you don't know, her body was found in the Limerick, Limerick Park neighborhood of Los Angeles seven day, several days after she went missing. Which was like, what, one, one and a half, two blocks yeah, away from... Right around the corner. Um, and it was, she was, it was brutal, right? She had, she was given the, the Joker grin. Uh, and cut in half. Cut in pieces, yeah. yeah. Dang. But... Um, Okay, now see that's one thing. Okay, but something tells me with the anger and passion that went into this killing, the Joker smile was not done post mortem. Right. Now back then they didn't know how to test that, but that's just my gut feeling because with how they found the body, there was a lot of passion. Yeah. yeah. In that. Yeah. Mer- in that kill. <clears throat> so that was one. I um. Do you know? I have a weird one that's. Never mind. I was going to say not morbid, but it turns out to be. <laughs> All right. So, you've talked about the murders. There are also, like we said, a lot of suicides that have been committed here. Yes. In 1934, an army sergeant died by suicide with a straight razor. He killed himself with a straight razor. That's... Slit his own throat. That's that's hardcore. That, I, I I don't want to say this word because it's going to make me come off as an insensitive dick, but I can't think of a better word. So that's commitment. Yeah, that's commitment to finishing out what you set yeah. to do. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, because you're fighting through. Because every every ounce of you is, is saying, "Hey, that hurts. What are you doing?" In 1937, a member of the Marine Corps leapt from the top of the building. During the 1950s, many people died by suicide while staying at the hotel, primarily by jumping from the windows. Um, Okay, I have one for 1944. Okay. A 19-year-old tenant at the Cecil, Dorothy Jean Purcell, woke up to severe stomach pains. Went to the bathroom, so she did the communal bathroom. Yep. So she didn't wake her roommate up and gave birth to a baby. Didn't know she was pregnant. Thought there was no chance she was pregnant. Like having her cycle still not. And then boom, baby. Which is very medically rare from what I found. Mm-hmm. But that's. Anyways. So. She thought the baby was stillborn, so she threw it out the window onto the roof of the building next door. And as it turns out, the baby was actually alive. Yeah. Um, she got found not guilty due to insanity. Um, basically, what it breaks down to a crime of passion insanity. Like, temporarily insanity due to... Well... Upon her finding out that her son was actually alive and that she killed him, it mentally broke her. Yeah. And she unfortunately did spend the rest... Well, unfortunately, unfortunately. And she spent the rest of her life in a mental institution. Mm. Yep. Uh, a 50-year-old named Helen Gurney died by suicide jumping out a window in 54. A 50-year-old actress named Julia Moore followed suit. 
And then 27-year-old Pauline Otten in 1962 commits suicide by jumping out of her window. On the ninth floor. And unfortunately... <laughs> Joe, poor George. It, it becomes a suicide murder, pretty much. She flies out of the window, lands on 65-year-old George Gianni, who happened to have the unfortunate luck to be walking underneath her window when she jumped, and she landed on him, <coughs> and he died, too. Dang. That's, I mean, that's just... All right, seeing as we've talked about some pretty heavy shit, can I bring up the, the room a little bit with my terrible shit jokes? Uh, okay. Or do you want to wait not, a little bit? I'm not sure that that's going to help. Because there's more terrible shit to come. Especially right? the fact that you're telling us they're terrible before we even... See, that's that's what I was alluding to. Uh, but how about one more? One more. And one more? Then, and then, and then all right. More. So, you got one? Uh-huh. All right. So, um, in the 80s, the Night Stalker actually <laughs> lived on the top floor during his killing spree. Spending $14 a night. night. $14 a yep. night. And, and that was an 80, they said mid 80s, so we're going to mm-hmm. say safely 85. Yeah. I mean, that's still close to like, what, 40 bucks a night? But still... Even today, if you're really committed to it, 40 bucks is not hard to make in a day. Right. Right. So, yeah, and, and <coughs> like, reading about it. But the best part is he just threw his, like, Bloody garbage. shit everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just threw his garbage in their dumpster and just, like, walked inside. Yeah. All bloody, no big deal. Yeah. And Walk, nobody and thought he anything did, He never it. took the fucking elevators. It was because, quote, unquote, they said it was, like, the fucking Wild West there. This psycho walked up to the what was it 14 floors yeah 14 floor to the 14th floor covered in, in blood walking up the yeah. stairwell just hope yeah. I, I, I don't know maybe subconsciously hoping for someone to go what's going on yeah right and and people there's story after story about him walking in the communal bathrooms just covered in blood talking to people having conversations as he's cleaning up what, what, no, what, like normal conversations, like, hey, man, I saw your tomatoes are coming in good this year as he's scrubbing blood off himself. Yeah, and nobody cared. Like, that's the weirdest thing yeah. ever. Did and then, we, did we do one on him? I don't think we, we did. We have not. He's going to get at it, too, because he's... You know who else I want to do? The brothers, who are actually pictured on the, the basketball player's card. The Menendez brothers? Yes, sir. Okay. We can do them. So, um, yeah, he was staying on the top floor for 14 bucks a night. Which? But you know, he's not the only serial killer. I know. No, he is we're, not. We'll come to that guy okay. next. We, we promised um, Tom he could tell his Fantastic joke. Friday hold on. With, with Tom. Oh, wait. Well, now you got me Although, doing research, so hold the hell on. Though, I, I need to be able to have a drink in case he's, in case I laugh. Or when I laugh, let me be real. Yeah, you laugh at them all. You're good for his ego. I, I was right. I said about forty bucks. Fourteen dollars uh, from nineteen eighty five is thirty nine dollars and fourteen cents. Yeah, there you so it's pretty close. Yes, yeah, so it's like staying up the street. Well, technically down the down street because before yeah. it shut down, it was cheaper. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all, all right, right, hold on, people. <laughs>
Siri, please. Thank you, Siri. Please, Siri. I know. No one can understand Tom's jokes. <coughs> oh, buddy. Here we are, people. Put your hands together for the master of rhymes, the hipster of, I don't know, Funny Fridays with Tom. <laughs> Hey, witch. <coughs> yes, Tom. What has a hundred balls and fucks old ladies? Definitely not you. No, I've only got one. Bingo! You already told me that one. Bad. I did tell you that one. And I already made my laugh. Bad. No, I thought it was hilarious the first time I heard it. That's all right. That's all right. Better fucking make up for it on this one. It's not gonna. Uh, <laughs> so, <coughs> last year's world tongue twister champion got arrested and found guilty. Okay. The judge says, don't worry, we're going to give him a tough sentence. Oh, my God. People. People, help, help a brother out. Start sending Tom in some better jokes. At Mike has a drink at gmail.com. We haven't done the overflow. You're right, you're right. Or you can hit our Facebook page, Mike has a drink. Which, what's her email? Mike has a drink at gmail.com. Oh, oh, you came in a little close. Yeah, you came in a little close. You're, you're, you're a little too aggressive there. It's, you got to let it roll and flow. You, it. you forced it. It's, I did not. It's got to be natural. Like a babbling brook, like blah, 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 blah. It's like Mike has a drink at gmail.com. Yeah, like blah, 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 blah. Or follow at gmail.com. Or follow us at Podbean and Mike has a drink at Podbean. Or on Patreon. Yeah. That's where you can find our Patreon people. I think <laughs> I, I think I did link it to the Facebook page too. Uh, <laughs> hop in, do it. So shout out to our two patrons. Uh, send us your addresses so we can mail you your Mike has a drink sticker. Hey, um, do either of you two know when the last body was found? And the then, um, I almost stay on man. For another joke. I was going to say 13. 15. Yeah. So, Which must have been shortly after that is when... It shut down. Well, no, see, that would make sense that shortly after that, since I couldn't find an exact date... Shortly after that would be where it was bought. Yeah. Because yeah. something tells me if it was still operational as the hotel, to there still be bodies racking up. We'd be over a hundred bodies. Yeah. Easily. Well, well, and the thing that this the during the Netflix series, the company found out when they bought it <coughs> was that the way that it was zoned was that part of it had to remain public housing. So they couldn't come in and gut it. They gutted everything from the third floor up. Right. Right. Because first floor is nothing but registration in the right. restaurant or whatever. Yeah. Second and third floor are the public housing that cannot be. Right. But but when you listen to the people on the, the Netflix episodes, it sounds like the first seven seven floors wasn't too bad. You went up to the tops. That's where the shit happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's where well, see, that's, And they said the only thing was because, like, uh, specifically after the rebrand, 
to stay on main, like they completely redid everything inside. And the only different entrances, everything, different the, lobby. But they only had one elevator. So there was still the crossover. Right, right. So so you have this nice little couple coming over on their cheap, cheap vacation to LA. And then you got Richard Ramirez covered in blood right. standing in the standing, elevator next to him. Standing next to him saying, so. Or no, what was his name? Did you, you told me you were going to find it before the episode. The other serial killer. Oh, I have it. I have it. I wasn't going to steal the witch's thunder. But so. Okay, so witch. What? Hold on, hold on. That's fair. Don't whoop me. All right, go ahead, witch. I got whooped. 2023, the year of no hex for Mike. That's right. Ooh, like the two of you. I love your whiskey vodka. The Australian serial killer that was there in Austrian. Austrian, sorry, yeah. You know, classes. Well, you you are on your second witch shot. Yeah, I've had more. And still read the <coughs> sentences correctly. Um, That's what she said, just not to me. <coughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jack Underwedger was his name? Underwager. Underwager, Underwager. <coughs> Basically, the Austrian word for underwear. Okay. He strangled prostitutes with their own bras. And not only, but he came over. I mean, on a work visa for, what was it, photography? He was writing an article. Oh, that's on, a reporter. On, on the red light district. So what better place to stay... Than in the middle of Skid Row. Than the Cecil, which is right in the middle of it. <coughs> but you know why he chose the Cecil? Because Ramirez stayed there. Yep. And... Yeah. Yeah. So this guy... This guy was fucked up in Austria. Goes to jail in Austria for like, killing a bunch of girls. Like, he didn't just kill them. There was torture. Yeah. Like, it was... Yeah. Some, he was a complete sadist. Yep. Um, <coughs> so... But he had a good cover. He was dating the hotel's receptionist while he was strangling hookers with right. bras. Right. So, he goes to jail over there and immediately comes out of the jail... Starts killing people. Says, all right, they know it's me. I need to get out of town. So he comes up with this cover. I'm going to go over. You know, Richard Ramirez stayed here, so I'm going to go stay here. Um, you know, this is my thing. I'm writing a story. I'm going to pose as this. Well, he gets there and he kills at least, at least three people. He gets on him. He flees. L.A. <coughs> Eventually gets caught in Miami. Do you know how he got caught in Miami? No. Trying to buy Cuban cigars. Man. He got caught by an undercover trying wow. to buy Cuban cigars. Wow. And then they started connecting the dots when they had him in custody for trying to buy. Yep. Dang. Man. There is nothing like a Cuban cigar, though. There, I'm t- seriously. I, I I'm not a cigar dude. I get it. I I'm get not it. a cigar dude, yeah. but yeah, I'll smoke the fuck out of Cuban. Yeah, not a Honduran. No, no, it's don't good. try and pass me off with that bullshit. No, real Cuban. Yeah. Oh, real. which the only time I've ever had a real Cuban was when I was in Niagara Falls, Canada. Size. Yes. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, I'll teach you a secret how to get them back over. Um, so I'm not using my prison wallet, Mike. <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to. So I'm and, not using somebody else's prison no, wallet, Mike. Like you don't have to do it at all. All right, I'll tell you how to do it. No, now. not on air. Here's what you do. You go in and you buy some of the cheap cigars that come in those tubes. Right, the plastic the, tubes? The metal-colored solid tubes. Okay? Oh, all right, all right. You take that cigar and you fucking throw it wherever because it's shitty. You take your Cuban. Like these are like the 73-cent cigars yeah. people he's you, talking you about. Take, <laughs> you take that Cuban cigar, unwrap it, take the label off, put it in that case. Now, hopefully nobody from customs is listening to this. Silly me. I just smoked it on the Canadian side before I came back. Ah, uh, well, I, mean, I did that too, <laughs> but I made sure I brought back 12. So <laughs> Yeah, because something really, tells me I that... Pushed, I really pushed my luck that trip. I came back with 12, 12 Cuban cigars and my the back of my car completely filled with alcohol. You're telling me I'm, on my 19th birthday, I came back from Canada with a... Fuck ton of booze in the trunk of the, the yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> I walked into the duty tree and saw they had leaders instead of fists, which they looked huge. Probably isn't that big of a difference. I don't know. I don't really know metric well. Um, but everything was cheap, right? So I look over and I see a guy wearing an Eagles jersey. And I said, well, this guy won't steer me wrong. And so I go over and I start talking to him. And I was like, yo, how much are we allowed to bring back? And he goes, well, they say six, six bottles. And I went, oh. And then I look, this fucking guy has a shopping cart. <laughs> and the alcohol is piled up in it, right? So, so it's like a Mike has a drink liquor yeah. store shopping trip. So I said, you got That's more than six bottles. And he goes, well, yeah, you're really only supposed to bring six. We come up all the time. And, and buy 30 or 40 bottles. And then when we go across, most of the times the custom people don't care. Other times they charge you like four or five bucks for every extra bottle. I've, I've actually heard where... It's, as, it's, as, it's harder going in. Well, well, no, not that. Which I don't doubt I've never tried to bring anything in, so I couldn't tell you that. Um, but... Stories I heard growing up was that if you're bringing back booze, if you're planning on bringing back booze, bring a bottle of Jack with you. Because as crazy as Americans go for good Canadian whiskey, Canadians go just as crazy yeah. for American whiskey. So if you were to get busted with more than six bottles, but then hand a customs agent... Uh, I mean, that's, that's worth a shot. Then um, you would nine times out of ten... Be just told, yeah. let me snatch so, this, put it in my pocket, and you go right ahead, right. sir. Have a good day. So I said, all right, I'm fine. I'm just fucking loading this card up, right? Because, like, a liter of Jameson was 17 bucks. You know, so I'm like, well, I need some of those. And then, like, the crap. And then that's when Mike heard the Jameson whisper at him, that's how your family, how you really feel. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And then the Crown Royal was three bottles for, like, 45 so I, had, oh, oh, so I had to load six oh. in that bag, and I'm loading up rum. And I, I mean, I loaded <coughs> this fucking cart, right? A couple cases of beer. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to throw something out there. 
how you said it was a duty-free store, right? Which, <clears throat> um, if you go to New York State <coughs> on a reservation, everybody knows gas, cigarettes, everything much cheaper. Okay. Same thing with their legal recreational marijuana. Okay, good to know. Um, yeah, of the discounts you hear about on cigarette cartons, the same applies to okay. marijuana. That's all I'm going to so say. It's, it's, it was wor- you felt like it was worth the trip. It was very much okay. worth the trip. So, I get load this all back in my car. Well, and you're not allowed to walk out of it, out of the duty-free store carrying it. They give you a ticket. Then you have to pull up. It's like reverse valet. Yeah. You pull up with your ticket. They take your license and scan it. it instead of a coat check, it's a boost check. Yeah. They <laughs> you take know? your license. They scan it. They scan the receipt, right? So I was like, oh, man. As soon as I go through to go through the border, they're going to freaking scan my, you know, passport or whatever and know how much I just spent here. Mike, in all fairness, back then... You did not need a passport to go back and forth. Yeah, but now you do. Now you do, yes. Since I've been back on this side of the state, you have. That's that, um, all right. That's probably fair. Yeah. So I get a pull up, waiting. Can you roll your windows down? Yeah, no problem. He's looking, we're chatting, whatever. And he goes, "What are you doing with all that booze?" And I said, "What?" And he goes. You got, there's a lot of booze in the back of that car. And I said, well, yeah. He goes, do you own a bar? And I said, well, I'm stocking the one at my house. He goes, all right, see ya. And I was like, right on. Didn't even look for the Cubans. Off I went. Well, see, because that way, if it's for your personal bar like you've built here or yeah. like that was at your frat house, yeah. it, there's no tax on it. Right. Because you're buying yourself the supply to your buddies for right. free. Right. So that's why I think he said as soon as you said no for the yeah. bar at my house, He's he like, went. All right, get out of here! I ain't digging through all that shit. Go. Yep. So I got yeah. seven thousand people behind you, bud. Get yeah. moving. See you later. I'll get the. I said, hey, there's a guy back behind me in an Eagles shirt. You might want to take a look at his car. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Cartels do that though. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Canada, they were rat on one of their cars going across, so the other seven. Yep. Get across safely. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. You load that car lighter. So if you're ever a drug mule and you get the car that doesn't feel... Doesn't quite squat as much as the other three sitting there? Get out. You're about to get fucked. um, Rock, paper, scissors to switch with another driver. So, (laughs) speaking of Canada, the whole reason I even heard of the Cecil Hotel is because Canadian student Elisa Lamb, her body was found... Really sad. Yeah, really, really sad story. Really a lot of people dropped the ball here. But so she went missing. She was twenty one. Yes, she was Canadian, but still it was a what's the recurring theme here, Mike? Mental health, brother. It was so, a mental health issue. The twenty one year old travels to LA from uh, British Columbia, or if you're in the know, you call it BC, and uh stayed at the Cecil Health. Before Crizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Canada. Um, there it is. That's what I meant. So 
she stayed there before she went missing on New Year's Eve. No, January 31st. That's a month after New Year's Eve. Yes. Come on, Mike. Get with it. In 2013. That's New Year's morning? <laughs> no, it's nowhere near New Year's. It's no, almost, because Eve is at the beginning uh, of the month, so... Okay. All right. I see what you did there. Or New Year's night. There we go. That was that was a stress, but we'll that, let, that, that we'll was I, I had to dig pretty hard for that. So one. she does disappear. She disappears, and it's like for thirteen it's thirteen days, right? So and the 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 elevator video. Yeah. So, um, which her parents report her missing. In the documentary, reveals why that's so fucked up. Yeah, um, they report her missing. They start looking and. Now, the hotel, she didn't check out on time, so the hotel went into her room, packed all her shit up, put it in a bag, put it on a shelf. Which, and I did agree and, with and that. that's what they do. Well, no, because my ex-wife was a um, room service. And that's what it was. If somebody checked out, or was supposed to check out, and there was still shit there, it goes to a rack for 30 days, and then... After day 30, take what you want. Take what you want. So, so this this part is very true. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <coughs> um, now, earlier that day. Actually, two of my ex-wives will work as housekeepers. Oh, well, see, we, you got a thing for housekeepers. Housekeeper? <laughs> no, they're crazy. Want me to fluff your pillow? Well, me, Jack, you walk. Oh, it's you. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what movie that is, Google it and then watch the movie. So, um, eventually trying to look for a clue, the police will release this video and the internet sleuths go fucking crazy. But the time. Yeah, before the we time stamp. Earlier in the day, she was out somewhere. And was acting very erratic. Um, demanding to talk to the manager of an establishment. And she's talking and he just basically said she had no concept of where she was. And he thought she was high. Yeah. Um, turns out she, was, she has depression and she's bipolar. And she wasn't regularly taking her meds. Right, uh, with the blood test, she was like half dosing. About a third. Okay. She was third dosing herself. So that way she could stretch it out for her vacation. And, which, as somebody, I'm, I'm going to be real, I'm going to be real for a minute. As somebody who is on some medications for some mental health issues, trust me when I tell you, that is a terrible fucking idea. Very terrible. Like, days when Tom is off or pissed off at every single thing, it's those are days that I've missed my meds. Like, and I'm not bipolar, which is a more, I don't want a more severe condition than what I have. Yeah. So, I sympathize with this, with her trying to stretch her meds, of knowing yeah, what it's doing. 
what has done to me at a lower yeah, medication right. than right. because those meds all have half lives and they're they're set to release at certain points. They are and so. Not only are you hitting it by a third, you're really hitting it by a third three times. Right. Um, or you're not hitting it at all. Right. Or you're, it's not when enough. You've, when you've been consistently at X dosage for so long, then you take a lower dose, you don't get any, hardly any of the effects or none of the No, because your, your body, with anything, it. like alcohol, marijuana, medicines, cigarette, anything, mm-hmm. you develop a resistance. Which is part of med management and why you should be going to see your professional so that they're aware Which of Tom is, can make changes. And Tom recently has changed his medication and Tom feels better recently. And Good. our more avid listeners know that because they've commented yeah. on it yeah. when they email us at mikeasadrink at gmail.com. Or they send us a message on our Facebook page at Mike has a Drink. Um, so let's talk about this video. Good lord. That was, it was really eerie to watch, right? Yeah. She gets in the elevator. Looks like she's screaming at somebody outside of the elevator. Outside the elevator, hits a button to keep the door open. Um, Accidentally. And then steps out the Because what it is is she's smashing buttons, trying to get the door to close to get away. Well, this is the the, uh, internet detective theory Mm -hmm. was that. She was just smashing buttons trying to get away from the foot that comes out at the weird angle in the video. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, again, it. But yeah, she, it, it, she, it, she it, looks it, like she's talking to herself. She looks like she's fucking manic. Hands are going everywhere. Steps into the elevator, steps back off, steps back in. Um, when now, let, me, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you, honestly, 1000%. Before I, myself, got diagnosed with my mental health issues, I didn't buy the mental health reasoning for her passing. Okay. But now that I've actually studied and conversed with my therapist about why and what, like... I, I fucking get it. And that's part of the reason why I said, well, instead of just doing an Elisa Lamb episode. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Let's do a whole episode because. Yeah. It, it, so. And yes, it's self-inflicted, but it's sad as fuck. Yeah, it really was. And like, you could just tell, like, she was fucking scared. You know. Which. Which is, which is par for the course for what she's dealing with. Um. But, you know, she's manic. She's trying to hide in the corners of the elevator, waiting for the door to shut. The door's not shutting, so she's hitting more buttons. Um, And the internet sleuths discovered that she was, like, on the ninth floor. Time out. Let me stop you there. All right. Part of what Mike is saying is the internet sleuths noticed that the timestamp of the tape is altered. And parts are slowing down. Parts, parts are, are slowing up. down. Parts are jumpy. Yeah. Like, you can definitely tell. There's, yeah. like, 30 seconds missing here and there. And as it turns out, the police admit to editing the footage to make it more exciting because in the four and a half minutes that they cut out, she's basically standing there staring at the wall each time. Right. 
So they cut the quote-unquote boring parts out of it and then edit and then blurred the timestamp yeah. right to try and make it look more which cuz let's face it yeah because it's some shit, of, it, some of tragedy sells by, yeah. tragedy sells right. man if but, you can sell a five a, a nine and a half minute clip of and four and a half minutes of it is now I'm gonna say a seven and a half minute clip and then Three and a half minutes is her staring at a wall or just standing there doing nothing. Well, you're going to lose you're, people's interest. Right. You're going to cut that shit out, Definitely. which the LAPD admitted to doing, mm-hmm. admitted to altering the yeah. um, footage because it would have been too boring to peak public interest, which you was, can't really I condone. Can't I can't blame them. No, you can't condone, but you can't blame. Yeah. Yeah, so... Because they are right. The American public, you're sitting there watching the news, and then you see a woman scream at, quote-unquote, nobody, and then stand there and stare at the wall for the next minute and a half, you're going to hit the channel up or channel down right, button. Right. Um, so they, they say she got off on the ninth floor, tried to go up the steps to the roof. I tried to, didn't. Well, she got up to the roof, but there, the argument is... Oh, because the alarm. That there was an alarm on that door. But uh, when you watch it, there's people that are going to the hotel, going up those steps, pushed the door, and walked right out with no alarm. So the hotel's claim is that she... Until it became public, and then now... Yeah. No, seriously, that's it. Like, the alarm didn't work until the unfortunate case of Elisa Lamb... Becoming the public eye. Well, and even and that. then that's when they basically they went, oh shit, we need to cover our ass and make sure this alarm works for the next time someone comes in. Yeah, but even then though, it didn't work because these people that came in that didn't agree with the police's findings tried to walk through her last steps and have gone up mm-hmm. and right out the door with no alarm. What really fucked me up was. I was led under the assumption that the lid was closed of the water tank. Okay. But then you get to the last episode and you find out it was yeah. It was wide open. Yeah, which is which once that came out, a lot of the people that were the internet sleuths went, Oh, all right, maybe there's not any foul play here. Um so ultimately she gets up onto the roof and for whatever reason, and pro- probably because she was in a state of, like, high paranoia. Right, trying to run from somewhere that she didn't see. Is looking for somewhere to hide. Climbs up on this water tank. And, the, and it may, the, that lid may have the, At that point in time, they weren't locked. Right. Well, even if it was closed, yeah. it wasn't locked, right. so you could easily. Right, you didn't have to lock anything back then. Um, now, I, now I guarantee you any water tanks on a fucking ceiling got... Well, Locks everywhere. Oh, you goddamn right they uh, are. But and, and and not just at the Cecil, but anywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the doors have alarms that hopefully work. Yeah. So she she um is found thirteen days later when members might be here. residents of the hotel start complaining about the water smelling funny, tasting funny, looking funny. funny. It's not clear. It's brown. Uh, and wait, hold on, time out. Steve, you are our favorite British, favorite British person. But the British tourists 
who were staying at the Cecil at this point in time are fucking dumb. Because the water's coming out brown and stinky, and they're still drinking yeah. it and still brushing their teeth yeah. with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a classic. That's a classic. How do I taste? Um, anywho. So, um, though, in all fairness, to find a Brit who cares about their teeth is another I, thing. Yeah, so, that, that's all right. That's fair. It's, that's a, it's a flip of a coin. Although, can you imagine the lawsuit? And we just lost that? Steve and all three of our other yeah, let me back. They seem to always come back for more punishment. <laughs> so the parents did sue the hotel. It got thrown out in court and they found that the hotel was not negligent. No, no, I meant the people that were drinking her de- decomp. Yeah. Sorry to be gross, but... I mean, I don't know that you can... I'd sue for health and safety. Like, somebody should have been... Oh, no, no, you tell me. Day. I'd have lost my goddamn mind. No doubt. $14 a night or not, I'd have lost my goddamn yeah. mind. Yeah. Because you were drinking somebody's decomp, right? Like, right. Yeah. No. I need mental health for the rest now, of listen, my life. You'd be paying for that bare minimum. Here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. Nine times out of ten, when a paramedic... What's up, When a paramedic... Oh, alright. Is that whose car just pulled in? Shows up. When will I see you again? That's a song. When will I see you again? See you tomorrow. Okay. You work tomorrow? Later, Shags. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. You got two short shifts. Um. Alright, see ya. Alright, later. I forget what the fuck I was saying, because I'm feeling pretty you well. Gonna, yeah, you were going to lose your mind about something, but let's, let's move off, because that... Before anybody gets to that, stomach. That's just a bad. If you remember yeah. what the fuck Tom was talking about, just let us know it. Mike is drinkatgmail.com. Oh shit, I came in heavy on the you, drink. You were heavy on something there. Everything. Heavy on life. So, <laughs> you ever hear of that show called Ghost Adventures on the Discovery Channel? Yeah, I watched some of their stuff. They did an episode on the Cecil Hotel. It does not surprise me. It aired on January 4th. I don't know what year. But they took a look at the Cecil. During the episode, their paranormal investigators, led by their host, Zach Baggins. Zach, since we're shouting you out, you need to shout us out. Um, They explored the Cecil, including the roof where Lamb's body was found and the room where Ramirez stayed. Okay. Uh-huh. As they delve further into the Cecil's sordid and tragic history, they believe that the Cecil is filled to the freaking, I don't know what it would be with ghosts. Brim? Yeah, I guess. Um, it's filled with them. They hear all these crazy, unusual audio, and they see these unbelievable video recordings of shit. Um... And Did you they, watch they the all, episode? No, I don't watch that scary shit. They also investigated whether or not Ramirez, who was reportedly a Satanist, may have caused it a d- demonic infestation at the hotel. No! Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. They all may conclude that the dark energy had nothing to do with him. <laughs> so the witch stole Tom's sheet seat while he was peeing. Your sheet? Mm-hmm. I saw your sheet. Yeah, Tom's pretty fucking wrecked. Huh? And Tom ain't gonna lie. So, well, did you have something to say about that? Is that why you moved close? No, I just stole a seat to mess with him. Okay. Um, (laughs) You ever watch American Horror Story? I have. I have not. 
the fifth oh. season of the hit series, which had the no. subtitle Hotel. Time out. Time out. You will 1,000% dig. I'm going to bite you. No, no, seriously, listen to me. No, you, you will 1,000% dig American Horror Story Coven. Seriously, that'll be your new shit. Don't, well, you can start at the beginning if you want, because Coven is like season three or four. And every season is a different location. But Coven, the season Coven, you will fucking love. Trust me. 1,000% start there if you're going to start anywhere with the American Horror Stories, which... Yeah. I, I always skip them because you know I don't like... Oh, no. Coven's great because Janet Stroplin's in it. Yeah, but you know I don't like. So and so was the voodoo queen who curses. Um, oh, you weren't on the uh, um, evil as shit woman from New Orleans, not, not played by voodoo, Kathy Bates. Not the voodoo queen. No, no, no. The one uh, played Madame by Kathy Lula Bates. Marie. Yes, Lulu Ree. Yeah. So they covered Lulu Ree and the voodoo queen yeah. in New Orleans in Coven. Yeah. So and in the show. In the show, it takes place at the fictional Hotel Cortez. In the Hotel series, because yeah. anybody who's seen American Horror Stories, they're not sequential. They're technically linear. Okay. You can watch them any season you want, except yeah. for like two or three, because yeah. they do, they are carryovers. Yeah. But a simple Google search will tell you which ones those are. And you can watch every other season completely out of order and not miss anything. Hmm. Which is one of the greatest things I love about American Horror Story. Because every season is a different place. Hey, that American they, Horror Story, reach out to Mike has a drink at gmail.com <laughs> if you would like to be a sponsor. Um, uh, specifically, uh, because... The, the one of my favorite actors from American Horror Story series is also the gentleman who plays Dahmer in the Netflix series. Oh wow, that was that one was that one was tough to watch, dude. I fucking believe that. You, that you know what? No, yeah. seriously. Yeah. And 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 the, the uh, woman who played the roommate mm-hmm. in that series, or the neighbor. Yeah, the neighbor yeah. said. It's completely two different things yeah. because Evan is the nicest, yeah. calmest, most understanding dude in the world. But as soon as they say action, yeah, you can see that flip switch. Yeah. And now, being a fan of his from American Horror Stories prior to seeing him in the Dahmer special, mm. I was already a fan of him and knew that this dude could pull off any role he tries. Yeah. See now... When I watched it, I thought he was the guy from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Or no. Um, the twins? No, no. No, no, no. The skater or the surfer dude from... Uh, the fuck show did it was he on? I don't remember now. Yeah, that show. I can't remember. It was one of the ones that IT guy or the Shaggy used to watch over and over and over and over. But anywho... Hey, speaking of shows our kids... I used to watch over and, and over and over and over. Do you know what the longest running children's program is now? The Simpsons. That's not a children's program. Damn it. By the FCC qualifications. Yeah. All right, go ahead. SpongeBob. Oh, that's sad. It's been on for close to 30 seasons. That's sad. 
No wonder our kids are getting dumb. No wonder we're living well, in idiocracy. Spongebob was meant for adults originally. You know that, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. You want to talk about cartoons meant for adults? We can't do it now. But we're going to have to tempt to tackle a Ren and Stimpy, a Rocco's Modern Life, like a 90s Nicktoon episode because... 90s. I didn't watch. What? I was too old for those. Uh, in the Rugrats? I didn't in the 90s? in the early 90s. I was living in the country. We didn't even have cable. The, yeah, we, all you had was Amish people around. Yeah. We know this. Then we're going to have to get you caught up. You're going to have to binge yeah. watch some old cartoons. So, alright. Um, <coughs> I'm trying to think. We're getting close here, but... Trying to think about Jane's email. If there's any other questions she asked, she asked about the two of you. All right, uh, Mike is about five foot eleven. Tom's about six foot four, and the witch is about five nine. Five ten. You're close. I was close. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, that Intern Jimbo the, just called me. I got yeah, it. That, I, was, I that wasn't the question. The question was that they knew you guys had mentioned about being roommates or whatever, but how did you originally become friends? Oh. Um, um, because she hung out with, at the same time, recording podcast. What the fuck do you want? So, so much love. So much love. But yes, my well, answer to that question would be. Yes. Love you, bye. Uh, my boyfriend at the time hung out with him, and he's like, hey, my buddy just got kicked out of his house and needs a place to stay. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, bring um, your, bring your buddy over. Hold your mouth. No, no, when no, you're no, 16, no, when you're 16, no, four, 15, 15, and then call your 17-year-old sister a dirty name for being pregnant out of wedlock. You get thrown out of your house real quick in my family, I found. Yeah, yeah, you do. But yeah, my, my boyfriend was like, so my buddy needs a place to live. Can he shack with us? And I was like, well, bring him over. And as long as he's not an asshole, we can talk about it. And I come walking through the door with her and I look at each other like, ah! <laughs> Because I was friends with his sister who got knocked up. Oh. And, and we had met when they moved when he moved up here from Texas and oh, we got wow. yelled at because we weren't allowed to be friends. Because uh, the sister was jealous probably. Uh, well, because I think she thought we were going to be more than friends. I have no idea. The, the, the direct okay. quote was, don't be flirting with each other. Uh, like... That sister's no fun. No, no, seriously. She's up no, no, having out. fun, obviously. Time out, because... Years later, coming back and finding out that about 97% of her friends had a thing about me, mm. and she got super critical and defensive, and I'm like, wow. But she was smoking. Ne wow. Never mind. Wow, man. But you, she was a got, fantastic your, person. Your sister cock blocks you, dude. Hey, Definitely. do you know what the uh, lesbian version of a cock block is? Yeah, beaver dam. A beaver dam. Yeah. You know where that... Well, that was invented. Uh oh. Uh oh. The witch just stabbed me when I said Beaver Dam. You probably already know this joke. So, like, <coughs> just go with me. I got you. What do a prostitute and a bowling ball have in common? <laughs> What's that, witch? Yeah, go ahead, witch. After you finger them, you throw them in a gutter. 
That was bitch. that was one of the ones I've avoided bringing up along with the oh homeless shit. I'm joke. sorry to anybody who's a sex worker. Your job is not invalid. That's a horrible joke. Hey, hey, the or, the or oldest professional ball. The oldest professional in the world. Listen, I can't, I can't bowl, so I'm fine with offending bowling balls. I'm sorry to anybody who does bowl, but Mike's a bowler. I'm a uh, well, I'm, well, Mike pretends to be a bowler. I go bowling so I can drink. Uh, I'm the editor. Or do you drink so you can bowl? Maybe that's what no. I was doing wrong. I no. wasn't drinking when I was bowling. Yeah. I got so drunk one night I bought a fucking bowling ball. I you didn't realize you did I it. I had no idea. No idea. <laughs> I can walk in the next week. They're like, your bowling ball's here. And I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? And then I started piecing shit together. And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> that's great. Anywho. It is what it is. I, I think that one covers. I think we covered the Cecil Hotel terribly, it like our normal style. We're back, baby. Um, hey, fucking be kind to each other. Yeah. Hold the door for someone. Check on your friends. Hey, exactly. Yeah, do homie checks. Jen, we appreciate that homie check. I definitely would have written back, but unfortunately, like I said before, I was, the Mike know, has a drink world headquarters was, was out of power. It was dark. It was pitch black. It was cold in here. I had my propane <laughs> heater hooked up. Uh, I slept great, though. I got to tell you, that was like my five best nights of sleep that I can even rem- ever remember. You know? Because it was so cold in my room. There you go. Ow. So now, to <coughs> replicate that. I feel that, brother. I've got my bedroom windows open. I put a fan in the window. Except it's going to be almost 70 tomorrow. But don't worry. I got my air conditioner still in the other window. I'm <laughs> okay. Don't worry, because this is Pennsylvania, so it'll be like, like yeah. I don't know, it'll 18 like or 18. 19 at night. <laughs> 70 with rain, yeah. so, you know. So, so, anyways, so it feels like 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got so, it. So just look out for your friends. Check on them. And don't take one word answers. Especially right now, because we are getting into that weird season. Tom feels attacked, which... Well, no. Fine and okay may not be fine and okay. That's, that's like, fair. Let's be real. And, uh, and and maybe you deserve to be attacked because if you feel attacked, maybe there's something going on there, love. And I'm all right, don't always mean. You're all right, but I'm I know right. when to push and I know when not to push because right. I know when you're going to tell me shit. Right. So, um, I don't know, man. Just be a good person. Like, put... your goddamn no listen you do not realize the looks of resignation on both mike and the witch's faces when i said put your they were both like but no. Oh, here he goes but again. No, I'm cackling because on Saturday I sent him sh- stray shopping carts that were pushed up on curbs. I was in her And you know, you know he was just, he got a fucking tick like instantly. I, I, I was well, like, but I tried to call him. I tried to call him with the logic that, well, the poor sucker that has to chase them, it, it's unfair for him. But these were Hobby Lobby carts, so we're hoping somebody picks him up and turn him in for scrap mm-hmm. because fuck Hobby Lobby. Okay. Um, you you wow. know, at least give him something. Wow. You're like, you had three mini witch drinks, and you're like full of fucking rage tonight. I came in full of rage, remember? And then you calmed me down mm-hmm. I, I, a bit. All right, all Although, right. That's fair. So I'm going to leave you with the thought from the sign that's on the back wall of the world headquarters. Hey, hey, here's the titties. 
shit, I fucked that up. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> how do you fuck up titties? I, how do I, just wait. Just how, wait. Do I, how do I even follow that statement up? Hey, hey. Actually, it ties together. Here's the titties. Live a great story. Here's the nipples. Without them, titties would be pointless. <laughs> oh my god. She did fuck that up. You definitely fucked that up. So, on that note, we're. Uh, Tom is definitely speaking cursive at the moment. Yeah, did, Tom, did Tom, 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 thank God you put that joke out because uh, you're fucking fired. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm a you don't have your pen on. I made sure to get it in. You were fucking fired. Hey, there. I'm not. Tom himself is not coming to work tomorrow. No, I, I'm not either, I don't think. So, uh, that's it, people. We love you. We appreciate you. Tell, uh, tell your friends, and we need more Patronuses, please. Check on your friends. Hold the door. Smile. A wave. Something simple. You never know what a small gesture will do to someone's day. Right. Send good vibes only, people. <laughs>